Listener Production. Welcome to the Motorsport Brief. It's Wednesday, the 28th of June, 2023. Formula One heads to Austria this weekend. F2 and F3 are at Spielberg as well, and lots of interest here in the Tasman region on NASCAR, with SVG on the other side of the pond, making his debut stateside in a few days' time. The pics on socials that he's been sharing, where he's been getting acquainted with the car, a little bit of testing and pit stop practice, it looks seriously cool. We wish him well there. Now, our last edition of The Brief was in the build-up to the Canadian round of F1, Oscar Piastri joined us from Montreal. Today, you'll meet a young man with ultra-competitive genes waiting in the wings to be our next Australian on the F1 grid. G'day everybody, Greg Rust with you. Welcome to another edition of our Shortcast, the latest long-form ep drop yesterday. It is way overdue, but it's been worth the wait. Rally legend Neil Bates is our special guest, and just like the ep with Jim Reed, the International Drag Racing Hall of Famer that we published in recent weeks, Neil's is a three-parter as well. It's all there for you to enjoy right now, once you've finished here. And we recorded that one at Neil Bates Motorsport among some very significant cars from Neil's career. You'll love that. By his own admission, the F2 season hasn't gone to plan for Jack Doohan. Still, the son of five-time 500cc world motorcycle champion, Mick Doohan, remains upbeat. He's found ways to kind of squirrel away some points against the odds, while Jack's teammate is yet to even get some on the board. There's been a fundamental issue with the car that prevented Jack from continuing the kind of form in F2 that we saw from him last season. That and a frightening fire at Monaco are things that he wants to leave in the rearview mirror. The last round in Spain was more confidence-inspiring ahead of the second half of this F2 season. At 20 years of age, Jack already has a lot of miles under his belt, but on four wheels. Not two, like his old man. An Australian karting champion, Jack was top three in Europe, top six in the world, before he moved from carts to cars in his mid-teens. There is a runner-up, or what some call vice-champion in Formula 3, where he won several races. He proudly got to compete at home when F2 came to Albert Park for the first time this year. And he is a member of the Alpine Academy and the F1 team's reserve driver this year. I'm pleased to say that we finally got him on Rusty's Garage today for the first time. Jack, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's, um, yeah, been a while coming, but glad to be finally here. I'm glad you're on. Righto, let's take listeners to what uh, your morning looks like on race week. If I know you, there'll have been a bit of fitness involved. What's the regime like a couple of days out from a, from a race? It really depends, um, you know, what where we're where we're heading. As uh, usually on a Tuesday, if we're going to a to a flyaway, you know, say to the UAE or, or to the, um, you know, if I'm going on a, on a reserve roll weekend to um, to the US or anywhere else, I'd be flying out today. So it would be this this morning on a Tuesday, um, say for this week heading to Austria. We're still we'll be training quite hard on a, on a Tuesday. Um, usually, you know, only single session. Um, so mid morning, kind of after this, uh, I'll head and uh, do a bit of uh, quite a bit of cardio, do about an hour of running, and then um, no no strength training today, just a little bit of a little bit of neck, um, nothing too strenuous. And then tomorrow, 
would just be a bit of light light session uh, in the morning as we're heading then into into the travel into the afternoon um, and then not much really on Thursday we're at the track from mid morning onwards so it, it kind of gets quite hectic from then on in so we try to you know for me keep it uh, as chill as possible so that I'm in a in a nice mind of uh, friend mind going into the weekend. I like that word hectic because if I know you, your resting heart rate is insane. What sort of resting heart rate at the moment for you? Come on. I'd say uh, at lowest, at lowest 38 and uh, on average probably 40, 40, 41 uh, at, at the moment. But um, yeah, it varies, varies quite a bit, especially when, when I'm getting back and getting back from some jet lag and so on and not, you know, quite 100% myself, I can be up to, you know, 44 after a bad night's sleep or not really in my, in my correct working window. But once I'm in, you know, a few days of good sleep and in, in good health, um, yeah, down around that 38 to 41. Your good mate Brock Feeney gave me a little message ahead of this chat. He says, you really put in the hard yards more than people perhaps realise. You enjoy that side of it and your commitment on that side of it is immense, Jack. Have you always had that? And I, I mean, I know what your dad was like. Is, is that a, a natural thing or a learned thing? Where did that come from? I think, uh, you know, I obviously in, enjoy training, but also um, having such an amazing role model, you know, as my father and someone who's uh, been through it all and and knows what it takes to, to win and dominate at, at the highest level of motorsport. Uh, he's, you know, passed down all his advice in, in all areas as much as he could on, you know, really what it takes to, to do that. Um, and in all areas such as, you know, physical and mental and uh, mm. making sure that I'm, you know, in the perfect possible and best possible condition in those areas to make sure that, uh, you know, I leave nothing on the table for going mm. going and hopping into the car or going in the, you know, putting myself in a, in a position to try and, uh, do what, do somewhat of what he did better on four wheels. Grand Prix racing two or four wheel is a is a brutal business. So to have someone like him who's walked that road and knows what what the people and the, and the game is like is immensely helpful. But I guess as you grow here, mate, too, you probably need to kind of stand on your own two feet, um, knowing that you you love your dad and you want him in your corner. But but to have that sort of independence at the same time, have you had to walk that road, the pair of you, a little bit? I, th- I think uh, it's a natural uh, process for us and especially at the moment as well, um, you know, transitioning from uh, a kid <laughs> to, a, to a, um, transitioning from a, from a kid, you know, to a teenager, to a, to a young adult um, and, uh, uh, you know, myself as well, maturing more and more and uh, having, you know, more involvement into my own career, um, still obviously very very much uh, you know with dad uh, but mm. naturally you know i'm becoming more independent and uh, uh, you know dad will always be there um always be in my corner i think you know always be at the track because uh, you know I, I can think of it for myself as well when, when i grow up and when i'm getting older being at a racetrack almost for every weekend of, of your life going forward and then for a moment for that just to stop i don't think it would be possible so uh, mm. at, at at any moment that'll be able to you know be the track and and you know like dad supporting his son with me um i'm sure you know it'll be it'll be just as enjoyable give us a report card on the season so far and my my question if i can extend it a little bit jack is that and your dad 
kind of gave me this insight ahead of our, our discussion today. He said, your focus, you're 100% committed to the sport and despite the tough season, you have looked and found positives. That's been important, mate, hasn't it? And it could turn around in the coming races because we're off to some great tracks, aren't we? Yeah, you know, it's still, um, you know, we're still at halfway point in the season um, and there's still, you know, there's still a long way to go. Uh, it hasn't been ideal and, uh, you know, at the end of last year, I was in a, in a great place, um, you know, very, very good with the car and with the team and, and you know, we were an, an amazing package together and, uh, you know, still, there still is that possibility. Um, it hasn't exactly obviously come together for this year. Um, but yeah, I tried to then dissect it. Um, obviously, it was issues were outside of my control, but I was able to, to you know, find some underlying you know small areas where potentially you know I can better myself um, uh, mentally and uh, just on on my approach, my mindset um, for when these things you know are going wrong. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't really as I expected or as I wanted. Um, so I tried to you know come out of it in a better place. Um, and the last two rounds have been have been since we've you know found uh, the the prominent issue have been slightly better. Uh, still not where I want them to be, um, but I'm hoping that uh, you know step by step with the team we can get back to that place. And and uh, you know really people have been asking uh, you know about the championship if I still think it's possible or whatnot. I you know I think anything's possible regardless. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just want to try and uh, you know maximize my potential, the car's potential, and and really you know go out and try and dominate, try and win, and do the best results possible towards the end of the year. And uh, you know that will be just doing what what I can with with what I've got in in, the, in that time frame. Don't necessarily give away specifics, but what you've found or perhaps unlocked as we head to Austria this weekend, do you feel like you might be in a in a great place? And British, the British round is just around the corner at another famous track too, Jack. Yeah, you know it it won't be. Um, it, I'm, I'm hoping. I, I don't think it's possible that it'll be like what it was before before Monaco mm-hmm. when, with what we found in, in Barcelona. Um, you know that was a, a fundamental issue that um, you know should 100% be solved. So we should be back in in the window. Um, it's now just a fine tuning. Uh, fine-tuning the package to make sure we can get back to that, uh, you know, race winning. I, I think the qualifying pace is, is quite close. It's it's quite um, quite well to back where where I had it, but uh, just getting the race car um, back on management and comfortability to to where I needed to be because essentially, you know, we lost um, you know six six rounds of the year plus three days of testing in Bahrain just because of uh, you know something wasn't right. So we're working in a direction. Which was completely away from, uh, you know, where I had it all last year, where I liked it. Just trying to solve something which was quite strange because you were thinking that was going in the direction to find some confidence, and but it was moving so far away from what was normal. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, unfortunately, we just lost all that that time and uh, and that preparation to really um, get on top of any small adjustments that's been made to the to the championship, to the tyres, to anything for this year. But um, yeah, I'm sure we can get to the bottom of it. I've been working hard. I'm sure the team have. So um, yeah, I look, I'm looking forward to this weekend. And we have, we have four races in, in five weeks. So uh, hopefully we can come out of it on, on, on the better side. Are you enjoying the reserve driver role with Alpine as well? I think in you know just in recent days, you've got back from Canada, for example. How much learning has there been in all of that? And what have you enjoyed the most about that so far? 
Yeah, I really enjoy you know being a part of the team and really getting getting to know everyone and involving myself um, in that environment and really trying to um, you, you know the end goal is obviously to be on that full time grid and uh, you know to be there with Alpine as well. So as much as I can familiarise myself with the team with all the engineers. Um, you know, and uh, with the mechanics and trying to embed myself in the, within the team. When that time comes, it's just going to be such a natural transition. It's going to, mm. you know, it will, it already does feel like I've been there for, for quite some time. So being able to, you know, sit in the on the console in the garage and really, you know, have all the tools and, and ears to, to listen over and to see everything, um, it's, it's quite quite cool for myself to see that from, a, from an outside perspective, um, you know, something that I wouldn't be able to do during the session if I was in the car. So it's all, you know, great learning for, for me. And, uh, you know, just I really like being able to prepare myself and uh, hopefully put myself in that position um, to, to be as ready and, and best prepared as possible to, to hop in the car. A quick break here on the Motorsport Brief. We will have more in just a few moments. For this edition of the Rusty's Garage Shortcast, we're delighted to be joined by Jack Dewan ahead of this weekend's F1 round at the Red Bull Ring in Austria, where he will be on standby for the Alpine team and continuing his F2 campaign. Let's get back to the convo now. It's a busy back end of the year, as you rightly point out, from a, an F2 perspective. The dream is to be on that that Formula One grid. We would we would love that. Um, is that still a, a possibility for next year, or are you just focused on F2 for now? And what will be will be in terms of the game of of kind of musical chairs in the in F1. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, with uh, being realistic, I haven't had the the first half of the season that would, mm. you know, really prompt that. Um, you know. Luckily, uh, you know the team know what I can do. I'm testing the A521 car, and um, you know all of that goes really, really well. So they they know my potential. They see it, saw what I could do last year. But um, yeah, it hasn't really put anything um, yeah, put anything on the line. So I haven't been focusing about that. I've really been you know full focus on on my Formula Two campaign and. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that I can have a, a great second half of the season and, uh, you know, like I said, really just try and go out and win as many races as possible and the musical mm. chairs will sort themselves out and, so, uh, yeah. you know, if the stars align, then amazing, but if not, um, yeah, I, my eyes are, to be honest, really not even looking anywhere near there at the moment. I'm, you know, full focus on Austria and, and take it you know, almost day by day. It seems like yesterday you were a little tacker at your, your mum and dad's and you've had this meteoric rise through karting and, and so on, mate. I mean, just to get to that moment where this youngster from the Gold Coast actually got to drive an F1 car for the first time, that must have been mind-blowing, was it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was super cool in guitar. My first ever time you know, in an F1 car, in the 2021 car, it was an awesome feeling you know, leaving the pit lane, but then um, it was also a completely new, um, new amount of emotions when I was in in Mexico for my first FP1 and uh, sitting in the car having the the monitors there with you know the you have the data that will be there on, on the left screen and then the the live stream of the session on the right and seeing my name there with uh, you know um, with all the drivers it was it was something you know really really cool and, and really special so um, that was you know that's a moment that I won't forget and uh, hopefully can can make a make become a reality soon awesome 
Will you be rubbing shoulders with Hollywood heavyweights now that Ryan Reynolds is a part investor in the uh, in the Alpine team and stuff? I mean, he's done some terrific things in in uh, in, in soccer or football, hasn't he? So I mean, it's that that's a positive move, a positive um, involvement from them. For sure, I think um, <laughs> any way to benefit the team, um, you know, will be will be great if possible. Um, and, you know, in my shoes, really, there's not much, um, you know, for now, uh, not mm-hmm. being a, a full-time driver or, um, you know, I don't know. It would be great, great to see Ryan at, at the track, of course. Um, very, yeah. It seems like a very funny bloke, um, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully, he can only do great things for the team, uh, really, and. Um, yeah, would be uh, any any benefit that that him and, and investors can bring to the team will be um, will be great. Couple to finish here, mate. Um, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, who I know you spent a bit of time with, he loves UFC. We've seen Oscar Piastri hanging out with the cricketers, uh, with the Ashes, and so on. You sound like you're all in 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 motor racing. Are there are there other sports that take your interest, either in a participation sense or in a, in a spectator sense, that give you a little breather from all of this? Yeah. You know, a hundred the full um, all all sorts of motorsport, hundred percent. So I yep. don't, you know, I don't miss a, a MotoGP session. To be honest, excellent. Moto two, Moto three, Moto two, MotoGP. I don't, don't miss a race weekend. Uh, I might miss an FP three or, or something like that. But I try and usually watch as as many as I can. I'm really into my surfing, uh, so. You know, I'm not watching. I'm not watching every heat, uh, every quarterfinal. But I usually try and always watch um, watch the semis and the finals and surfing. Um, watching, watch the state of origin as well. Uh, you know, growing up, I was really into my, my rugby um, and watching rugby league. A little bit, you know, more difficult when it isn't just uh, you know on the telly at night here. Uh, but to be able to keep an eye on something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, at the moment, I'm not really in a, in a position to be to be going out and uh, and hanging out with the you know with the cricketers and, and the tennis players and uh, gotcha. you know Oscar's done an, an amazing to get himself into that position um, and and to you know be having those sort of connections but hopefully that's um, that's coming for me in the, in the in the future the Queenslanders have done well in origin mate I know you'd be very proud of those Queensland colors just to to finish here you got to drive as a part of um, being home for Formula 2 uh, as a part of the Australian Grand Prix this year and so on, you got to drive a supercar with my my TV colleague, um, uh, Molly Taylor. Uh, Thomas Randall loaned you the keys. What the heck did you, did you think of that? Was that good fun? Yeah, no, it was really good fun. Um, because it had actually been raining in the morning, the the main circuit we didn't get to drive on, which was a, a little bit disappointing because I would have loved to have been able to, you know, to drive it in dry conditions around a proper track, but we still got to drive it around, um, you know, the quiet, uh, it's, to be honest, a quite hectic oval with, you know, different different lines of banking and in the wet, so it was really cool. Um, you know, what wasn't too cool was when I was in the passenger seat of Pierre, not really having, uh, you know, knowing how he was gonna, <laughs> going to go in it and what level he was going at. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it was a really cool experience. I'd never driven a supercar before, um, so yeah, it would be cool to, to properly give one a go um, around somewhere special uh, soon yeah. because I really enjoyed it. So thanks to Thomas as well for, for yeah. having that confidence because that was that was his race car for the weekend. So he had a um, definitely some confidence in us to make sure we weren't going to wreck it. 
Cool. Single seaters is the focus. I would love to think one day that the names Feeney and Doohan might be on the side of a supercar at Bathurst, mate. I reckon that'd be a, uh, a great story in the in the yeah, years to come. Yeah, that'd be super cool for sure. I, I reckon <laughs> it would. Let's finish with the 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 myriad of races that you're about to go into. It's going to be a very busy period. The focus is F2. When will you get to jump in an F1 car again? How far away before you you get to to drive one again? Uh, I would. Um, I don't know a, a confirmed date, but it, it will be back end of the season as you know it's still an important time at the moment um you know for for, for development and you know for focus for the team focusing on on this year um and really trying to make sure they have a a, a dominant and you know good package underneath them for the back end for the back end of the season um but yeah when that kind of all gets frozen as such and um, then a similar timing as last year uh, as the um, FB, FB1s that I'm needing to take part of and two of them will, will come about so I, I really look forward to that um, you know feeling more comfortable than ever in, in a Formula 1 car as well and uh, you know so much more comfortable than I was at the back end of, of last season so I really look forward to that and, and getting back in and yeah participating in those we look forward to it too, mate. We're proud of what you're doing. Sounds like you've unlocked a little something from uh, an F2 perspective here. So we hope the back-end races here from Spielberg to Silverstone and Spa, which I know you love, goes super well for you. Have a strong end of the year and thank you very much for coming on and talking to us today. No worries. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully speaking again soon. Beneath his easygoing exterior is a fiercely driven young man. Remind you of his dad, maybe? So good that we could get him on the pod today. That quieter, almost gentle nature that filtered through the conversation actually masks the heart of a really serious competitor who goes the extra mile and doesn't just rely on talent. I really admire that commitment. A quick thanks to Lee Hanitzchek from Karting Australia, to Brock Feeney, and to Mick for the pre-game info there. And we look forward to getting Jack back on again at some stage. Before we go, a couple of quick things that caught our eye. Our shout-outs. Looks like common sense may prevail around Joey Mawson getting the right tick of approval to race in the supercars enduros. That's good news. Hopefully it gets rubber-stamped. Crazily... He doesn't quite meet the current criteria, can you believe it? Now, you may recall this is a bloke who battled Mick Schumacher for the German F4 crown some years ago. He's currently on course for a third straight gold star back home in Australia. That is a very prestigious honour, having starred in the powerful S5000 open wheel class. MotoGP legend Marc Marquez appears to be at something of a crossroads. The six-time champion hasn't seen the finish of a race so far this season. Injuries, some controversy and rumours about whether he'll stay at Honda, despite how committed he is to their program when questioned by the press. Does he need a change of scene? What do you reckon? Bit going on in Cam Waters' world. Tickford clearly want to keep their star driver, but is he fenced in and will he stay? There's been rumours of interest from Triple Eight if SVG ultimately decides on pursuing new challenges, although he is committed to 2024 there now. And there's been links between Cam and Walkinshaw and Dreddy United as well. So should he stay? Should he go? 
I'd love to know what you think. No word from supercars as yet on any parity adjustments. A review has been triggered after the Darwin round with the Ford camp feeling the strain of what they believe is Camaro domination. Nice for Matt Stone Racing and Jack LeBrock to join the 2023 winners list up there at Hidden Valley as well. Now, congrats to Nick Cassidy. Man, this Kiwi has some talent. He charged from 10th place to win the Portland E-Prix for Formula E and is now just one point off the series lead heading into the penultimate round in Rome in a fortnight. He is a weapon in just about anything he drives. And finally, congrats to my colleague Chad Nalon, the Supercars commentator and most recent winner of their media award, has absolutely hit it out of the park this past week while broadcasting at the eSports Olympics in Singapore. There you go. We don't just make world-class drivers and riders in uh, this neck of the woods. Great work there, mate. That is it for this edition of the Motorsport Brief. I'm Greg Rust. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Bye for now.